Hello, everyone. This is the Anna Lindsay Show. I am so appreciative of you tuning in today. We have a special guest. I have a special guest, a person I've known most of my life, and I'm super excited that he is here. His name is Robert Goldman. Robert, you are here with us today. Thank you so hey. much. Welcome to the show, Robert. Thank you. Thank you for the invite. I really appreciate it. You know? You're welcome. And I am excited because you have a story to tell us and we're going to get to that. I really appreciate that. Hey, you know, other people may not know, but you and I know we grew up together. We've known That's each right. other most of our lives. Many years, many years. Yeah. <laughs> Columbia, Missouri. Small town called Como. That's where we go. Como, Missouri. Missouri Tiger. Let's go. I know you, you know, growing up, I know you as an athlete. I know you as a singer. We don't want to forget that. I know you. Amazing, especially with the talent shows when we were younger. Oh, yeah. Now, you still sing? Yeah, I, I still do. I, I, uh, I've been doing uh, funerals uh, for oh. my family. I, I, I guess I'm the family singer at funerals, you know, because uh, even even when I just go to the funeral just to participate, you know, and show my respects, I end up in the program somehow. Sometimes <laughs> I'm notified and sometimes I'm not, but nevertheless, I still give them my all and, and, and everybody's always been appreciative of of what I present to them, you know, and, and family love it. You know, I, family's everything, you know, and, and whatever I can do for my family, I do it, you know. So tell me, Robert, I've never asked you, how did, when did you know that you were, you had the gift to sing? Because your voice was amazing. Again, everyone from Columbia know there, we all enjoy you guys on in the talent shows and all the other things that we had going on in our community. When did you mm -hmm. know that? You can see. Yeah, it, it all started, you know, uh, you know, everybody knew the steps of Douglas Park, uh, hanging out with Lil George, uh, Randy <laughs> Carter, Rester Carter boys, Keith D. Hackett, and all us, you know, we all used to sit down there, you know, drink a little beer and whatever else we used to do. And, and, <laughs> and you know, we all start harmonizing, start singing, and everybody just starts singing. And, and, you know, and then, you know, the people that really knew how to sing, they kind of work with you on how to how to carry a tune you know and and you know i'm blessed that these guys took me on and and they showed me some things that you know they always said i had a good voice but i just didn't have the control so they showed me how to control it and and, and since then i've just been moving on you know uh, I've, I've sung at a, a wedding at the university of missouri newman center oh, okay. for a friend of mine when i worked at a place called woodhaven learning center uh mm -hmm. Young lady named Renee Clark got married, and and you know we used to do talent shows at Woodhaven too, and, and I I sung at a talent show there, and that's where she was like, oh wow, you have to sing at my wedding. I so didn't I was know that they did yeah. talent shows at Woodhaven. Yeah, yeah, and and I uh, uh it was it was real cool because the the lady that she hooked me up with to do my music was a guy that I played football with in high school named Kelly Dunkley. It was his okay. mother. So she played my music. So I had to go to her house and rehearse. And when I, she said, I, I was so excited when I heard your name, but I never heard you sing. Mm -hmm. 
So uh, we, we, we rehearsed and uh, she played for me and, and I sung it at, uh, at the wedding and uh, everybody was pleased. It was a lot of people there. I mean, a lot of people. If you've ever been into the Newman Center at University of Missouri, it's a very big place. It's and it was filled. And, and I was kind of nervous at first, but then, you know, you know, I just asked the Lord just to lead, lead me, guide me. And, and, it, and it, it worked, you know, because everybody was pleased at the end of, of the wedding. So uh, I appreciate Brene for uh, allowing me to be a part of her wedding and, and inviting me to sing in front of her family. Her mom was really pleased. She gave me a big hug and started crying. Oh. And, and that really touched my heart, you know, so. <laughs> Shout out, shout out for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I've always enjoyed your voice. I mean, I really have. And, and thank you, thank you. You know that, you know that already. Yeah, thank hey, you. Let's talk about those C boys. Oh, yeah. You know, the C Dad B O Y S, you know, cool brothers of young success. You know, we came together as mm -hmm. the choir boys. Uh, you know, from St. Luke Prep, you know, everybody came, we the choir boys at first, and then we decided to change something different because we was trying to help the youth in okay. the community. So we was trying to be positive mode, uh, role models for the youth. So we had mm -hmm. to change our name to something cool. You know, the, the youth don't want to hear us as choir boys. They want to hear something real cool. So we decided to see boys, the cool brothers of young success was the name that we give ourselves because we felt okay. like we were young, successful black men in a community trying to make a difference for the young youth that was growing up, you know, and, 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 it, you know, that was our, that was our goal every day. And that's what we strive for. So oh, we I became didn't... a very large group. And right now today, we're all still the best of friends. We communicate daily. We say good morning on the thread, uh, uh, on the, uh, our phones, you know, we message one another, good morning. We're in a group. So, you know, this is something where we continue on every day. You know, we don't miss the morning telling one another good morning. Wow, I didn't know that. And I did yeah. not know you guys changed your name to, to that because yeah. remember us being in church and yeah, the, yeah. the choir boy deal. I mean, those yeah. are the lifetime memories that oh, have yeah. made who we are today. Yeah. So, yeah, we, that's the great. We even had a song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. also because I didn't know that you guys changed that to uh, to, to transition to mentor young yeah. men oh, and, yeah. and witness or young men. Okay. Yeah. Hey, you are a father. How many children do you have? I have five kids. I have four boys and one daughter. <laughs> Poor little girl. Oh. <laughs> How old is she? She had to be, be around all them boys. She's seven. She's, She's seven. seven years old. She'll be eight this year. Yeah. Oh my goodness. I think I see the she last one. She was my miracle baby. Really? <laughs> Why do you say that? Because um, um, the young lady that I, I met, you know, mm -hmm. she never thought she could have kids. and. and mm -hmm. And behold, here she is, you know, it's, that's, that's, we call her our miracle child, so. You know, I don't know if you, well, you probably didn't know because I had never, have never said it. I too was told I would never have kids. Right, right. So, so I, I get that 100%. And right. they, they become miracle babies. All of mine, I consider my miracle babies too. Oh yeah, oh yeah. It's a blessing, you know. At my age, I didn't really want any more. But when you think you think of the blessing of bringing a child in the world, and you know you're gonna support it as much mm -hmm. as long as you can, you know it's it's a blessing, you know. 
The last time I seen the, the last time I seen her, she was adorable. I mean, just cute. So I am going to hopefully you send me some pictures because I know she's yeah. even today at seven. She's a little grown right now. That IDK, I don't know where they get it from, but when you to ask them some IDK, uh, what, what are you talking about IDK? Just say, I don't know. You know? I don't know. <laughs> and I'm sure you have her right. And the, and the boys having all that protection there. That's oh, great. That's yeah, great. Yeah. Hey, I know you too, as I said before, as an athlete, I know that you attended college. Where did you go to yeah. school? I went to uh, Northwest Missouri State University. I came out of Hickman High School. I got a full ride scholarship to play football. Did um, you? Yeah, Northwest Missouri State. Uh, signed with them. Uh, had a, had a several offers, you know, and uh, kind of was a bad boy in high school. Um, had a offer to uh, Illinois. They, was, they wanted to send me to the University of DePage Junior College. Um, had a, a, a letter of intent, letter from uh, uh, Mizzou. Okay. Um, you know, growing up, growing up, not being uh, financially uh, uh, advanced, 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 as you say, um, it would come coming up with a single mother. My dad was there, but he was he was raising two families, and his income wasn't as powerful as it should be with two families. So um, I couldn't rely on my mom to pay for my college. So I had to figure out a way on my own, and I used my athletic ability to pay my way to school. So mm -hmm. that's how I was able to attend school uh, by my athletic ability on, on how to play football and, and, and being really good at it. Uh, while attending Northwest Missouri State University, I was awarded the most valuable freshman on and off the field, which was rewarding. So that was a okay. positive thing. And then yes. in 2017, I, I was invited back up uh, the, 1984 football team was invited to the M Club Hall of Fame. So oh. I'm a Hall of Famer as well in the, at Northwest Missouri State University. So your picture's hanging on the wall. Yeah, it's a group picture of the football team, but I'm there. <laughs> great, great. I did not yeah. know that. That I mean, right. it takes a lot of discipline. So how did you find that discipline in such a hard, you know, challenging upcoming because there was challenges in getting money, you know, and supporting yourself and staying disciplined, focused. So what do you think? How did you, how did you do it? You know, there was a guy, a good friend of mine, you know, he passed away last month. He was like my mentor on the field. You know, when I first came in as a freshman, he and I got into it in the locker room. <laughs> so uh, he threw my pass, I threw his, you know, but he was a big, he's a big inspiration to me. And uh, he, uh, um, he pretty much took me up on his wing and uh, he told me one thing he's going to do was make me strong. And so he introduced me coming from Columbia Hickman back in the day, we had the machine weights. We didn't have the free weights like all the other big schools around the United States, but, you know, coming from Columbia Hickman, he, uh, he introduced me to some real weight lifting. And, and since then I never stopped, you know, and I, I gave it all, to to Tony Floyd, he was like my mentor. You know, he he introduced me to weightlifting. I he, he encouraged me every day, and and right now today, at age fifty eight years old, I'm still involved. You know, living yeah. the legacy that he started for me. You know, the mentorship is is dear, and yeah. I know taking that on, you know, and, and ran with it. 
you know, you, you got it and you ran with it and you're passing it on. So, you know, that, that I believe in mentorship and later on, I know we're going to talk about mentorship even more because I am anxious to hear about all that you do with mentorship. Okay. So, yes. What position did you play when you were in college? I played a uh, defensive tackle um, on a strong side end. So, yeah. So a lot of, a lot of defensive end work too. Yeah. What what would you tell a young man now who is wanting to play on the college level? Because you went pretty far. Yes, yeah. Uh, you got to stay consistent. You know, I, I was, uh, uh, you know, the one thing about playing football is you, you got to focus and you got to want to do it. You got to want it. It's, you got to be serious about it. And then how you be serious about it, your, your off-season training is very important. Mm-hmm. The more you train off-season, the better off you are during the season. So, um, think of a workout plan. Uh, um, the best thing is if there's a CrossFit in your area, join it. Okay. Because that workout is so intense and, and it's good for athletes, you know, and and it, it'll help you with your cardio as well as your strength, you know, and, that's, and those are two things that you need when you're out on the football field. You got to have good cardio and good strength. Yeah. Great, great, great. Yes. And I know that you spent some time overseas. Tell me yeah. about Well, I worked for a company called Oscon and uh, back in 2007, uh, I went to Japan. Uh, oh, Japan. Uh, <laughs> I was invited to go over there for a 10-day training. Uh, plus, I was there, I worked on the line and uh, Japan is different. I mean, I really love being over there. A lot of respect for people. A lot of lot of interesting things to see and do, but it is so crowded. <laughs> and to- and Tokyo, Tokyo is crazy crowded. <laughs> with I lived overseas. I was in Europe, but uh, you know, Asia. I would love to go there. It's, it seems like it's very beautiful. The vegetation. I love oh, the culture. Yeah. Love the fashion. Yeah, yeah. I you know, it, uh, I, I haven't been to Canada like three times. I went up there one time. Uh, we did a. a improvement project, a money-saving project. And we had a, what we call that, uh, we went to the Honda Can event. It's where Honda invites all their suppliers up to uh, this Honda Can event. And what you do is you present your cost-saving event, and but you're doing it like a play form. So you okay. gotta have, think of a theme and you're doing it in a play form and then you you, you perform it. Oh. And then, then you, you get selected you know, out of, out of like 50 or 60 some companies, we, we were uh, placed number two. So it was, I was, I didn't, I didn't uh, do anything but oversee it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the individuals involved did a really good job. And mm-hmm. like say we placed number two in it and, and it was, it was rewarding for them. So, yeah. Well, just that experience. I think that, you know, just having that experience, especially coming from where we grew up, you know, oh, just oh, yeah, yeah. living overseas yeah. taught me a lot. It taught me yeah. a lot. I lived right out of high school and I was like eight. Well, how was I? I think I was 18, 19 years old yeah. on my own, you know, overseas, a new culture. I, I yeah. grew up with, it was <laughs> very enlightening. I would never take take that experience for granted it taught me a lot it made me today i think yes 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 hey and in 2011 um when while working at oscon 
-hmm. I had an opportunity to move to uh, San Luis Potosi, Mexico. Oh. Uh, we, we opened up a plant down there um, and uh, it was uh, Oscon, Mexico. Um, my son was in junior high. So the transition for him was going to be difficult, you know, with the Spanish and stuff like that. So I had a big decision to make. Mm -hmm. um, I ended up staying here in Columbia. They offered me a better position here in Columbia, but I did get the opportunity to go down to Mexico and uh, for like eight days and, and visit San Luis Potosi, the plant, and, and what Mexico had to offer. And, and really very interesting. Yes, yes. Worldwide traveling. That's that's. Yeah. It is, yeah, you know, yeah. all the cultures and just do and live and believe and, and food and clothing. Yeah. 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 Authentic Mexican food. And San <laughs> yeah. Some of the best Mexican restaurants ever. <laughs> I have there, but you're making me hungry right now. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> you know what I want to know? I want to know. What songs or albums did you listen to last year? Last year, well, last year I was into, you know, right now, I, here lately, I've been into a lot of reggae music. Reggae? You know, you know, and that's been my thing for a while, you know, because it's always positive vibrations, you know. The dance hall kind of get kind of hip-hop-ish, you know, kind of wild. But, you know, we get to the roots and culture and you listen to some of the guys like uh, old school Greg Isaac, uh, Dennis Brown, um, Roy, uh, you know, Freddie McGregor, you know, uh, uh, all, the, all the Glenn Washington, you know, Brass Hammond, you know, Brass Hammond to me is like the Marvin Gaye of reggae. Oh. <laughs> and he's one of my favorite, he's one of my favorite because he's a really good singer and, and yeah. he's got some really good music. So yeah, that's, that's, I've been into the reggae music. <laughs> that sounds, that I love reggae myself. But it sounds like you are a student of reggae. <laughs> so oh, yeah. that, and I love yeah. going to reggae events, you know, it, it, just the vibe in a culture, you're free and and you know, just enjoying yourself. Lots of lots of enjoying. Who are your role models? Well, um, back when I was a kid, even though I'm not a stiller. Stillers fan. <laughs> me, Joe Green, B. Joe Green was always one of my role models because he, he's one of the strongest, one of the best defensive tackles that I ever seen. You know, play the game, and so you know, I'm not a Steelers fan by me. I'm a, I'm a Chiefs fan, but but me, Joe Green was was one of my role models because I, I played defensive tackle and I studied him a lot. You know, and that's why you know kind of stole some of his moves and allowed me to perform on the field. You know, not like him, but somewhat mm -hmm. up to standard, you know, was what I, was one of my goals. Yeah. You know, as as an example, that that's interesting. That's that's yeah. very interesting because with role models, you know, we get a chance to see what we can achieve. And if someone yeah. does it, we can do it. You know, that in a sense it's, it's inspiring. It's inspiring. Yeah. I do role models myself. And I yes. think it's right back to the mentorship. So we yes. just have to keep doing what we're doing as far as being the best that we can be because someone's looking at us, someone's watching mm -hmm. us, someone wants to be encouraged, someone needs to be encouraged. Yes. So yeah, those I, uh, role models are, are you know, definitely needed. Yes. Tell me what inspires you. 
Excuse me. What inspires you? What inspires me, uh, you know, just just being able to, you know, get up every day and and knowing that I'm I'm supporting the, the individuals that I created, you know, my kids, my family, okay. um, you know, just being able to, to to still come to the gym and and do the things I do, and some of the youth looking up to me here in the gym and they're amazed at some of the things I do here when I'm on the bench presses. Now you're like, man, how, you know, a lot of them I tell them my age, they'd be like, you're lying. I said, no, I'm serious. He said, he said yeah. you know, my dream is to be like you when I get your age. And I said, well, just stay consistent. Stay consistent and you will be here, you know? So, and, and yeah. I've, I've been in pro fitness since it opened mm -hmm. and I've seen a lot of youth come through here and a lot of young football players, a couple that's probably in the pros now. I don't know. I just haven't seen them anymore. But mm -hmm. a lot of a lot of youth come through here, and and I, I think I inspired them a lot. Do you, as an as a personal trainer, doing the bodybuilding, and as an athlete, do you stick to a Pacific diet? I I I don't eat beef or pork. I mean, I, I cut the beef and pork out of my life years ago. And I think the main reason was I had a bad experience with high blood pressure, mm. um, you know, heart burns real bad. And, and a Jamaican friend of mine was like, hey, man, he said, just try to cut back on meat. And I said, well, man, I can't cut back on all meat. So he said, just try the pork. I tried the pork, still had the heart burns. And he's like, well, just try the beef too. So then it, eventually I tried the beef and the pork. And, Here. Did you get a phone call? Did you get another phone call? I got it on Do Not Disturb. I don't know why it's coming through, but I, I don't need to answer it. It's okay. Do you want to um, get back in a frame? Okay, we're back. We're back. When you were in the gym, what motivates you in the gym? Just like I say, just trying to inspire the youth, man, you know, uh, motivating the youth around me, knowing that, you know, the one thing that uh, uh, the gym does for me, it helps me deal with adversity. You know, anytime I'm having a bad day at work, um, bad day with family, uh, bad news, anything, I, you know, a lot of people like to go get drunk whatever else they like to do to deal with adversity. But I come to the gym and I work out because it helps It helps me, you know, wear myself down, forget about all the bad things that's on my mind. And it's just like a positive movement for me. Uh, the whole time I'm here, I'm listening to my reggae music, you know, all good positive vibrations. So one thing about reggae music, there's a song that fit every mood, every need that you need, you know, and, that, and that's, what, that's what's inspired me the most. Well, good, good. Tell me, what's your favorite equipment? Um, I don't really have a favorite. I do it all, but um, as you can see, my strongest uh, is the bench press in my legs. So the bench press. <laughs> and you were you were telling me behind the scene, you were telling me about how much you lift. Right. And tell me what what is that number? I I don't max, but I I, I go to I used to go to four twenty five. Uh, once a week. Uh, the older you get, you know, your joints are not going to hold up like that. I'm sure I can still do 425, 
Then I start going to 405 for a while. And I cut back there and then I start doing, I'm right now and I stop at 365, but I start my workout with 225, 10, 245, 10, uh, two, uh, 75, 10, 295, 10, 315. I try to do it anywhere from five to six times. And then I do 335 anywhere from four to five times. And then I, I do 365 once or twice and I do a cool down set of 235 to 20 reps. And that's my best press. And I had a young lady in here that um, she couldn't she can do uh, uh, 140, 135, which is 245 plates in a bar. And I told her that, that to find a way that she can do consistently with a lot of reps, but kind of heavy, but not too heavy. And mm -hmm. I said, it didn't work out, do 20 reps or something every day. And mm -hmm. a month later, I came in here and mm -hmm. she was actually lifting those two plates she, she couldn't lift. She done them seven times, seven reps. And then there's another young man that I, I was working out, as a young man that I was working out with named Chris Crum. He, uh, when we first started working out together about three years ago, he could barely, about five, about five years ago, he could barely do 245. Mm -hmm. uh, just last month, he was able to do 355 wow. on the bench. So it's, it's very inspiring to see, you know, people join me in the gym and, and, and they'll work out with me for about a week or two, sometimes a month, but then they'll veer off and, and take that workout plan with them. And then they'll come back with the results, you know, wow. which is inspiring to me to keep doing what I'm doing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because yeah. you get you get that progress. That that's right. a, that's amazing. That's what it's about. Right. Yeah. Um, well, you have a have experienced a personal challenge in your life. Yes, I did. Um, I ended up time in your life that that you had. Yeah, I, I, there's a time that, you know, I, you know, you know, they always say the choices you make upon the trails you take. And, you know, there's some choices I made too, kind of being addicted to money and, and, and different things where, you know, being a college graduate, you don't never allow yourself to veer off into the habits of others. And I did, I did. And, and it cost me to go away to an in-house treatment center facility uh, uh, for the Department of Correction for 22 months. But since my return, you know, I, I, while I was there, my main goal was to habilitate. And by mm -hmm. habilitating myself, I had to uh, strengthen my mind and my body physically so that when I came home, I was more prepared to deal with society on a positive level. And that's what I've been doing ever since. So all the opportunities as far as employment-wise, you know, hats off to Oscon for allowing me to come in as a supervisor and then uh, advancing to a manager and all the opportunities they gave me to go out, over, out, out of the country, you know, and, and visit various places that I probably would never been able to go on my own um, because of the things that I brought to the company. Um, since then, I left that company, went to another company, which was more beneficial to me financially, uh, mm -hmm. a place called Hubble uh, okay. in Sinclair, Missouri. And, and these people are golden. They are golden to people. They, they really take care of their employees and, and they support their employees a lot. And, and I've, I've been nothing but uh, uh, appreciative. And, and you know, I, I love everything they did for me, you know, to help me support my family even better than I did when I was at Oscar. Okay. So. so tell me, what would you say to someone who's been in your position, who has had a, a low and uh, experience such as being incarcerated? Is that what it was, sort of? Yes. Yes, okay. yes, it is. Yes. 
and, yeah. and coming out and coming out and being able to get back on their feet, you know, that's, that's not easy. What, what kind of support do you have and what kind of advice would you give? The thing is, you, you got to focus on you. You know, you, you, when you come home, the main focus is on you. You know, it's up to you to do you and make sure you take care of you. You know, my, my goal was when I came home was, you know, I knew I had a family, but first I had to get myself together. If I wasn't, so, yeah, I had, to focus, I had to focus on me when I came home. And, you know, I knew that I, there was goals I had to set for me. You know, mm -hmm. you have to set goals for yourself. You know, don't try to please other people because your goals, once you set your goals and you get to where you want to be financially and mentally, then you're going to be able to support people easier. And that's what I had to do. You know, I knew that, that, that I needed to get out. I had to get, first I had to get a good job, had to support my family, but I had to make sure I was ready to do that. So I had to make sure I set my goals and, and strive and be consistent. And that's what I was. I was consistent on what I want because I knew the end results was I was going to be able to provide for my family. And, and they, I hadn't disappointed them since I've been home. So did you find that it was hard? In the beginning, I did, because uh, as anyone, when you're coming out of a facility, uh, your opportunities are slim. You know, people are not trying to give you a, a chance. So pretty much it, it's almost who you know, you know, that can get you in, into places that will help you, you know, prove yourself, you know. And, and that's the thing. Once someone gets you into a place, you know, prove yourself, you know, don't don't take anyone for granted. And thinking that, yeah, my buddy's the boss, man. He got me a job. I'm good. No, you're not good. You have to go in there and prove yourself. You want to be that boss. You want to be your buddy. You want to be that boss. You know, you have to prove to yourself that, that the sky is the limit. There's no step. There's no stopping you on what you want to do. You know, and, and that's what I had to do. I had to come in and set my goals. I was already in my, already uh, strengthened my mind mentally while I was incarcerated. So when I came home, I knew what I had to do, and, and I followed those goals. I followed those dreams, and and and, and been uh, blessed ever since. So, well, I really appreciate you sharing that because that is an intimate, you know, space for a lot of people, and it's not easy to share. But I do want to ask you one more question about it. How do you deal with the stress, or how did you deal with the stress? I, mean, I would think it'd be stressful, right? Yes, it is. Uh, well, my thing is, you know, you never give up. And, and one, one, one place that I would always go is my home away from home. And that's right here, Pro Fitness Gym. Okay. That's my believe it. It's always been, I don't turn to alcohol. I, I don't turn to drugs. I turn to Pro Fitness. You know, it's, it's, you, know, you got to find something that's positive like that. Find a training plan. You know, find a place, a facility you can go train and get your mind. You just isolate yourself. Put your earphones on and, and do train and, and it's so so relaxed you know because one thing you're going to do you're going to wear yourself out <laughs> so you're not going to do anything when you leave the gym yeah well it you got to find an activity so mm -hmm. obviously it worked for you and you have turned around and been you know a positive figure for so many and i know that there was others that you have not mentioned so I know that you do personal training now. How can someone maybe, you know, at any stage of their life, you know, a female like myself who tries to stay fit or someone who just heard what we said about your story and, and, and then 
is motivated and inspired, how do they get a hold of you to be able to have you pull them in and share with them uh, your wisdom and also your professional uh, physical training that you offer? If they're, if they're in Columbia, Missouri, or surrounding areas, they can come to Pro Fitness. I'm usually here every day between 3 and 3.30, uh, Monday through Thursday. I'm only four days a week. I'm getting old. I can't do those five, six days again. I need three days of, of healing, you know, because I'm breaking <laughs> my body down for four days. So okay. I need three days to heal back up so I can be back ready on Monday and start all over again. So I'm in here at Pro Fitness from three to, between 3 and 3.30 every day, unless I have to work late. But that's my average time of being here. I also have an email address, which is r.gomez0858 at gmail.com. Reach okay. out to me. We can share information. Uh, once you come out to the gym, uh, meet up with me, and, and then we can go further as far as personal information about myself and stuff and how we can get these things started. Sounds good. You had this has been so inspiring. I really appreciate you on so many levels. You know, it's just good to see you again. I am here. This you're in Missouri, and, and you're making me miss home. And, yes. and <laughs> that we do in Missouri, you know. I know right. that the back of my balls coming up, so I can't yes. wait to this and uh, be a part of that and see everyone. Robert, again, thank you so much. Uh, we are with Clark TV, and we appreciate uh, Clark TV giving us this time uh, to uh, me to host my show, the Anna Lindsay Show. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.